You are listening to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, episode 202. We're talking about reaching out to your sphere, updating your reels and websites, EPAs and ECCs. What does it all mean? Let's get started. What's up, everyone? My name is Maggie Barra. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, where I take you behind the scenes of the theater industry. The Actor Aesthetic Podcast is produced by me, Maggie Barra, and show notes are found at actoraesthetic.com forward slash podcast. You can also follow me for more on social media at Actor Aesthetic or my personal account at Maggie Barra. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get on to the show. Coming at you live from my, well, I guess it's not live if I'm editing this after the fact and posting it after the fact, but it feels live. So, hey, what's up? You know, it's been, it's been a month already. January was nuts. Um, Just to fill you in while keeping some things personal, as everyone should. Uh, this this month has been really, really crazy for me. I've had a lot of auditions, had a lot of work to be done at my my uh, my job in marketing for real estate. It feels like I'm juggling a million things at once. I'm also learning a new skill. Um, I very confidently last month would have told you no way I would ever walk into an audition and play the piano and sing. Like no way in hell, no way ever. Could I ever imagine that? And somehow, some way, I did. So, I, and, and I said this last week, or whatever week ago it was that I did the podcast, and I'm going to say it to you again now. If my small little hands can play piano, you can do anything you put your mind to. And I'm going to be real with you and say that if you can just carve out 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes a day to sit down and practice that new skill, whatever it is, whatever you think could benefit you in the long run. Now, I'm not talking about a hobby per se, though. Playing music and music in general is is beautiful to me and it's an outlet and it's very therapeutic. But if you're looking for a new skill to build upon, to add to your resume that you could foresee in the future using at an audition or in an actual performance, just carving out a little piece of time every single day you're going to find that in a in 2 weeks you will have amazed yourself i am telling you if you do anything this year learn a new skill just do it just pick one right now doesn't matter what it is you simply never know and that has been really fulfilling to me especially since things have been feeling really up in the air i don't feel very settled right now uh, I'm not doing a show right now. I'm still working my nine to five job. I'm going in and out of the city auditioning. So I'm working in person. I'm working remotely. I'm working at night. I'm going to the gym more often and I'm trying to like release all of that energy. It's it's a lot. And I'm sure many of you are feeling like this too, especially those of you who are in New York right now and who are grinding and hustling and doing the same thing. 
For those of you who might be newer to my podcast, I live in Hoboken, right outside New York City, and I work in Hoboken. And when I am not working, I'm going to the city for auditions. Now, the bus ride into the city from where I live is about 15, 20 minutes, give or take. It really total takes me like 30 minutes to get to an audition, and I try to leave a little bit earlier to give myself ample time to stress the hell out. (laughs) But this weird sliver of time between the months of January and April is what is very lovingly known as, or at least referred to by many actors, audition season. Personally, I don't love the term audition season because it brings some sort of weight behind it. It feels like it's a lot more important than it actually is. Like college audition season is college audition season. Like you literally audition for colleges mostly in December, January, February, March. Auditions, at least professional ones, happen all the time. I auditioned for a Broadway show that was opening in October, in September. But when when you hear the phrase audition season, quote unquote, and you're talking to or scrolling through TikTok and you hear from a New York City-based actor, what they are referring to are auditions that happen between January, February, and March for typically shows that land in the summer months. A lot of these theaters, these regional theaters across the country, have these auditions. They, they will pack up their things, and their artistic directors and their casting directors and their directors and choreographers will come to New York City and sometimes places like Chicago and L.A., and they will audition actors out of those cities hoping to find the cast that they want to find, give them contracts, and then bring them on over to their theaters out in wherever they are. And when you hear the term audition season, when I say that there are theaters that are typically auditioning for their summer seasons, it's because when you think about a regional theater a lot of their money is going to come from their summer seasons. So these auditions are a big deal for some of these theaters because they want to find New York talent to bring over for their summer seasons to not only have a talented cast, but to also showcase that they attract a talented cast from New York or a talented cast from Chicago or L.A which is where EPAs and ECCs come from. And without getting in depth of all of the nitty gritties and logistics of what an EPA and what an ECC is, if you want to learn more, I highly suggest the most up-to-date information on both equity principal audition procedures and equity chorus call procedures. You're going to find those at actorsequity.org. 
I have some episodes on them. I have some previous episodes on them, but I'm telling you right now that they are ever-changing. The rules are ever-changing, and the unspoken rules are ever-changing. I try to keep you as up-to-date as possible, and I have some people on the podcast occasionally who go to EPAs and ECCs who are non-union actors, but if you want the most up-to-date information on those, go to actorsequity.org. Now, a theater, a regional theater, when they're auditioning for their summer season, if they participate in an actor's equity negotiation, an actor's equity contract, if they have contracts that they give to their actors and they're associated with actor's equity, they will have something known as an EPA or an ECC. These are required calls. They are required by the union to hold these calls. Now, not in every contract does it say you have to have these calls in New York City, but you have to have them nonetheless. So in January, February, and March, you're going to see a lot of EPAs and a lot of ECCs, especially if you're equity. Now, when you join the union and you become an actor's equity member, And by the way, there's something known as open access, where as long as you have been paid to work professionally at any theater in the United States, you can qualify to join the union now. Again, go to actorsequity.org if you want to learn more information on how to join the union. But once you join the union, you gain access to these auditions. These auditions, at the very heart of it, were made so that you can audition for these theaters without an agent. Now, what happens with agents that you might not know is that most often when a casting director is looking to cast a show, they release a breakdown of the roles that they're looking for. So they will release certain roles and requirements for each role and what exactly they're looking for in a breakdown. And that breakdown, they can choose to either send that breakdown out to just agents, licensed agents by the state, or anyone. And so if you go to like a site like Actors Access as an actor and you have a profile on there and a casting director decides to put a a, a breakdown out and you see it, it's because the casting director decided to put it out there to everyone and not just agents. But the thing about agents is that most often, and I know this from experience working with a casting director and interning and assisting with a casting director, most casting directors will release their breakdowns only to agents. So if you don't have an agent, you might be missing out on opportunities you don't even know about. That's not to say that that's a bad thing, but that's where it all comes back to EPAs and ECCs. So regardless of you having an agent, granted, if you're able to snag an audition spot, especially if you're equity, you can audition for these shows without an agent. Remember that there are rules where these auditions are required, but they might not even be looking for any roles. Or they might already have agent appointments coming up. All this to say, 
is that there's a lot of opportunity happening right now for auditions, to just get seen, to get out there. It's feeling very lively. It's feeling very stressful at the same time. And so once January hit, I felt like I really hit the ground running. Um, And I've never been someone to really rely on solely my agents to get me appointments. Because I feel like that's a collaboration. It's a partnership. You shouldn't just be relying on your agents ever to get you auditions. You should be also taking class and networking and promoting yourself in person, online, whatever. And so I found different ways, you know, through social media to get myself out there. I've reached out to my sphere, which we're going to talk about. And I've kept tabs of all of the casting directors I've been in front of, all of the directors, the choreographers, the people that I have tried to or hopefully made a good impression on. I think of anything, if you start to feel stressed about the opportunities, about you start to have FOMO, you miss one audition, blah, blah, blah. There's so much happening right now, especially if you're in, your, in New York. The worst thing you can do is take one of those auditions off your calendar. Like, it's really okay. <laughs> like, sometimes I'll look at my calendar, and mind you, I have a nine-to-five job, so it's not something that I can just, like, at least for me, I, I can't just leave every single day. I can't just not be there and not work ever. It's really, really important to me that I do a good job at, at my work. So I have to be strategic about the shows I'm going to audition for. And I have a sense of FOMO because I want to be doing it all. But I also have to remind myself, what is it actually that I want to accomplish out of this quote unquote audition season? And when it comes down to the basics of it all, I really want to make a good impression on the theaters doing the shows that matter the most to me. Period. That's it. I just want to make a good impression on the theaters, on the creatives of the people doing the shows that matter the most to me. I don't have to be going to every audition for every Sound of Music or Hairspray or Beetlejuice. I don't know. I'm just making up random shows at this point. But you're going to be seeing a lot of theaters doing a lot of shows this summer because they can, and that's where their bread and butter is. But even though there are so many opportunities out there to to get your foot in the door, just remember that it's okay that you don't go to them all, and that you put your energy and your focus into the things that matter the most. Now I come to you with a little bit of with a sense of privilege because I've worked really, really hard to get to where I am. I have spent countless nights working and working and working towards being able to have the job that I have right now, to be able to live in the place that I live, to be able to eat, to be able to pay a mortgage. I have worked very long hours 
and very strategically to get to where I am. And because I'm a member of the union, even though there has been a super influx of members, I am still occasionally able to get an appointment for a show that has an EPA. I'm able to get on the list for an ECC. So I know that I'm not a non-union actor. And I know there's a huge obstacle when it comes to being a non-union actor. Now, I have been non-union before. I have been to plenty of EPAs and ECCs when I first got out of college, when I was non-union and had no idea what the hell I was doing. I actually, I had been a member of SAG since I was like 14 because I did like literally one show that got me my card. Like one TV show where I said one thing. And I, I showed up to an EPA like my sophomore year of, you know, summer of college. And I brought my SAG card and I was like, hey, does this count? And they looked at me like I was a freaking idiot, which I was. I have been there where it feels like everything is so unknown. There's a lot of rules. There are a lot of misconceptions. There are a lot of myths. There's a lot of unspoken truths about these EPAs and ECCs and equity. And it feels very unattainable and it feels very exclusive. It feels like a club. But this is coming from someone who is in the union and still very often cannot get appointments for the things that I really want to get appointments for. And I'm just here to remind you in this <laughs> rant of an episode that we're all in this together. We're all hustling. And you might look to your left and you might look to your right and think, wow, they have it all. But you never know actually what they're going through. So you have to stay focused. You got to put your blinders on. Which leads me to putting the energy back into yourself and really investing in yourself and doing things that are going to make you feel better, that are going to set you up for success for the year. I recently started to update my website. I've been updating my Reels. I actually never really had a, a true reel before. And as I've been auditioning, one thing that really inspired me was I wanted to create something that could showcase my, my comedy. Um, and a lot of the stuff that I do when I sing, it's very vocally grounded and grungy and blah, blah, blah. But I also have this other side of me that's really goofy and funny. I would hope to say. And I love to showcase that. And I have a lot of different styles of comedy up my sleeve. And so I put together something that I think has been fairly successful. And it's just a quick little snippet of a reel, a musical theater comedy reel. So if that's something that interests you, I highly suggest keeping it under two minutes, even less if you can. And if you don't have a lot of footage of you performing, you could just use some really quick snippets of short self-tapes that work. That, it would be fantastic. If you need help, you can just send me an email at maggie at actor aesthetic or shoot me a DM actually at actor aesthetic. I'll send you over the clip of what I'm talking about so that you can get a little bit of inspiration. I saw someone do it though and I, I really highly recommend 
because I feel like it's a nice little package that I can send off to people, especially if I have to submit something quickly. Now, if you're feeling a little bit like me, maybe you started off the year in a little bit of a rut, not really sure which direction to take. You see all these auditions happening. You don't even know which ones you're going to get seen at. You don't even know which shows are casting. If you need help, just ask for it. I needed help with something that was very particular to my scenario that I was going through at the beginning of the year. And so I I reached out to my professor and she has helped me so much, like unbelievably. I feel like it's going to change the trajectory of my year. If you need help, ask for it. Talk to your mentors. It's great to be able to bounce off opinions with a professional who knows what they're talking about and who has been through this and done it. Reach out to your sphere. Reach out to the people who are huge supporters of you because you never know who can take you to the next level. I love you all. You're killing it. If you enjoyed this episode, screenshot it, tag at Actor Aesthetic, share it to your Instagram story. Love to see who is following along with me there and who is grinding, who is getting that bread. Love you all. It takes a village. I'll see you next week.